190 of the Canadian Prepper Podcast. Uh, we are recording on January the 8th, 2023. My name is Eric, host of the show, based in Southern Ontario, hunter, target shooter, ham radio operator, computer geek, and as a first responder, witnessed an over-reliance on emergency services and started a small preparedness company to help people get better prepared for at least 72 hours, if not longer. I'm Alan. I'm a safety trainer, first responder, security expert, and overall safety nerd. And I'm Jeff. I am based in central Ontario. I'm a target shooter, ham radio operator, general overall handyman, and weather nerd. My name's Fair. I'm a tactical beard owner, based t-shirt merchant, and a government critique. <laughs> but that's tomorrow night, right? Yes. And I'm Brad. I'm in eastern Ontario. Consider myself a part-time amateur prepper who's always trying to better himself. And if you want to help support the show and keep the Canadian Prepper Podcast on the air, you can buy some swag. We have both the Canadian Prepper Podcast t-shirt and the tactical Velcro patch at www.prepperpodcast.ca. All proceeds help keep the lights on and the backup generator fueled. And if you are enjoying the show, please take a few minutes and like us on Facebook, submit a review on iTunes. Also, we want your feedback, good or bad, or even if just, just a topic you want us to cover, you can email us at feedback at prepperpodcast.ca. All right, so we've got some uh, testing content for you in this episode. I'm going to start out with some recent news. We'll update you on our personal prep since the last episode, and then we're going to get into the main topic, the uh, 24-hour prep test. Oh, we move into the news. Uh, well, I did. I was going to talk about a story, but then Jeff jumped on. Well, you snooze, Everything you lose, is buddy. The worst, uh, and I'm not going to talk about the news. Jeff just <laughs> likes to steal stuff. We get it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, so the story that I've got that uh, Alan is complaining about uh, is obviously, um, I think most people have heard about it. The uh, football player from the Buffalo Bills that uh, collapsed on the field last Monday night. Um, the whole reason I'm just bringing it up is he was revived by CPR and an AED. Um, I, I've had some chats with people. They've said, oh, well, you know, all those football and those sports teams, they've got all these doctors and they've got all this and that. Doesn't matter. The doctor's doing the same thing you could do, which is give somebody CPR, find an AED. They're, they're becoming more and more popular. A lot of public places have them like arenas and, and that kind of stuff where those kind of injuries and stuff like that possibly could happen. So my, my point of the story was you have no excuse. CPR is not difficult. Go out and get yourself certified. If you're not. Is, isn't yeah. it also law for certain buildings, public safety places or whatever to have AD on site? I know it is here. I don't know about like, obviously this probably happened in the States, but like, out in Ontario, isn't it law that pretty much every major store and like public service building has an AED in it as well? Law, not necessarily, but it's best practice for sure. And okay, I thought it was law. No, it's it's just pretty common now. Um, it's a really good idea, and it will become law in a very short period of time, like in the next three to four years, that every workplace will have to have one over a certain capacity of people. And I know there's an app. I don't know if it's on everything or not, but I know I had an app on my phone that was uh, AED Plus, I think it's called. Pulse Point AED. Is that what it is? That's the one I use. Well, it, 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 it finds an AED anywhere. Mm -hmm. Wherever there... Does, does, it, does it track you? 
Well, it, it works on Google Maps, and it's and it's um, yeah, no, uh, it's user generated data, right? So somebody will say, "Oh, hey, there's an AD in this building," and it'll tell you where in the building it is. And if you and need yes, an AD, you open. So yes, it, I mean because it's Google Maps, it tracks you. Um, so you open that, and it'll and um, you'll be able to say, "Oh, hey, there's an AD in that store over there. Go get one. Yeah. Go get it." Okay, that's well, not bad. Yeah, maybe a good thing to study ahead of time to kind of know where they are in your area in case you ever find yourself needing one. We play that game in uh, with my. I play that game with my kids when every time we go to a nice. hockey rink is where where's the AD? Nice, because it's one That's thing good. for it's one thing to be able to say, go find the AD. It's in the building. It's yep. quite another to say, go to the front door, look on the wall to the left, find the white cabinet, and get that and get the AD out of it. Yep, and, and for them to actually understand what an AD is. Yep, that too. Right, like, that, that's a whole other ball game for kids. In, so when my kids scenario, I was part of a fundraiser many, many years ago. Well, not that many years ago, but uh, six or seven years ago, anyways. Um, where the local school board, we asked, like we as we as a group of parents asked that the local school board put an AD in all of the elementary schools. Um, so there was one in every high school, but for just this for this exact scenario, there'd been a couple of incidents. Uh, you know, in the past, you know, in the five years prior. And the school board had said, yes, we'll do that, but it's going to take 10 years and we're going to have to make other cuts to do this. Uh, we discovered that the cost was going to be about $50,000. So we got together and said, well, let's, we can fundraise that. That's not a big deal. And we did. Nice. And part of that fundraising was, you know, Zoll was the, uh, um, was the mm -hmm. authorized provider for it. So we knew we were buying Zoll units and, um, so we had the Zoll rep come out, and we did a we did a couple of um, literally just like a like a stand in the stand in the parking lot outside of, outside of Plaza, and talk about it. We put up some signs and got the uh, CPR mannequins out. But my kids were, I want to say, six and eight at the time, five and six, five and seven at the time. Um, I gave them the unit and said, "Here, figure out how to work this." And in three minutes, they had it figured out and applied properly, right? Like the machine literally talks to you. It, it tells yep. you what yeah. to do. Yeah, it, like you, there's sim there's it tells you where to put the patches. Like yeah, yeah, yeah it's it's it is awesome. it is ridiculously simple to use. Like it's so simple, even a cop can do it. And it's <laughs> uh, um, <laughs> and it's uh, it, it's there, there's no reason not to. Like the the last few that I sold through. Uh, um, through my company, you know, they're about 1200 1500 bucks a piece. Um, for any business out there, if you've got any kind of risk, just spend the money, yeah, yeah. And that's and that's on a five year service plan, no, that's on a five year service plan, right? Like, they'll like that's like we'll maintain the batteries and the pads for five years, and if you use it, we'll send you we'll send you a temporary replacement. You send us that one back, we download the telemetry, replace the pads, replace the battery, and then send you back your original unit. Like it's it, it, they're they're so cheap now. Yeah. Oh yeah. They're nowhere yeah, no near what they used to, to cost. Yeah. yeah. Nowhere near. Nowhere. There's no reason not to have one, especially if you've got more than say ten people. Um, yeah. There's a good chance you're going to need it. Yep. Yep. I didn't realize they were that cheap now. Yep. yep. Uh, Come down significantly. What were they when they came out? They were what, like six, seven. Well, when they when they came out, they were like the first one that I ever used was uh, almost twenty five thousand dollars, and it required medical direction to be able to do it. So in like wow. in in fifteen uh, twenty five years, we've gone from medical direction prohibitively expensive to 
accessible like everywhere it. and like people spend more on a good rifle than on a, than on an 80. Yeah. Valid. I know yep. 14, no, 15 years ago when I worked at the Red Cross in Ottawa, they were uh, pricing them out for a couple of arenas and they were about seven to $9,000 depending on what brand and, and what options and whatever you wanted. And I didn't realize they were down that far in price. So that's, yep. that's, that's, that's acceptable to me. I could, <laughs> yeah, I could go get one. Yep. Yep. Wow. Awesome. Not good info yeah, they're, to know. They're, 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 they're great to have all the time. Great to have easy, easy to use. Like and... My construction site has two. Yeah, why not? Yeah. yeah they better my, to be my, close my by last, than not, right? Yeah, yeah, my my last workplace right? my last workplace was four floors. The building was four floors and they had uh they had one in the basement, they had two on the main floor, they had one on the second floor, and they had two more on the uh the fourth floor. It's all about accessibility, right? Seconds count. Yeah. Well, all right. Yeah. So uh my my second um kind of news article was it hasn't really hit the news that much but again uh there's another attack on a power plant uh this one was out in uh outside of las vegas uh gentleman out or a individual out there drove his uh car into a kind of solar sort of power plant area and uh set it on fire and did significant damage um if there's any good part to it, the the area that he damaged was was presently offline for service work, so it didn't cause an outage. But um, they're saying there's significant damage, and it could take up to two years for them to be able to source the parts and get everything swapped in and out and changed. And so, um, you know it. Like I said, it really isn't hitting the media, and I, I kind of think on one on one side of that, they, they want to stop the copycats. They don't want these people who are out there wanting their five minutes of fame and getting their their name on the news and getting their picture on the news and getting their five minutes of fame. So, um, but it's still out there, and it's something to be uh, be aware of. Yeah, it's happening a lot more recently. Just take a tour bus and drive up on Parliament. That'll get you on the news. <laughs> <laughs> no, it needs to be a truck. Oh, before we get kicked off of YouTube, should we move into <laughs> what we've done lately in preps? <laughs> um, I cleaned up, uh, well, partially cleaned up a big back, big tree in my backyard that fell down in that recent uh, ice storm, if you will. That happened almost 25 years to the day, I guess, of uh, the original one in 98. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, more cleaning in my basement, some fuel rotation tonight. I have a, a week off coming up soon to dedicate more time to finishing my renos and whatnot in the basement and regular regular stuff here. That's it. Nice. Who's making yeah, espresso I had a... at nine thirty at night, nine fifteen? <laughs> that would be me, not me, but that would be somebody in my house who's. Uh, <laughs> Who's doing that? I thought he'd be finished by the time I had to get on there and I muted, but it just didn't work. <laughs> I actually had a tree come down in my backyard during the um, 
the, I guess if you want to call it the blizzard, we didn't get it that bad, but um, it was a close call. It was about, uh, it landed about 15 feet from the house. I haven't cleaned it up yet. I'll get to that in the this, this spring. It's kind of out of the way, but um, yeah, it's just something to be aware of around your property. I just did some fuel rotation and some food prep this week. Nice. Yeah, for me, a whole lot of nothing. It was a busy week uh, work-wise, and uh, yeah, I didn't do a whole lot prep-wise, so it happens from time to time. You can make up for it next Yeah, we can't all be. Exactly. Exactly. Well, you can be, depending on the week. This week. Um, <laughs> uh, topped up all my fuel cans. Um, figured out that either my fuel cans are out, or the pump that I the the pumps at the uh, the local station I go to are uh, out because I had three twenty five liter cans and a ten liter can, which should equal eighty five liters unless ma math has changed on me. And I was not able to put more than eighty one liters into those four containers. So some somebody's units of measurement are off a little bit. Um, mm. Which you know for me doesn't matter, but you know, overall, I was gonna say it's a win. It's a win for you if it's supposed to be eighty-five and it's only eighty. You're only paying yeah. for eighty, and you got a full full tank. So you're a, it's a win. Yeah. And I uh, apologize, guys. I uh, I can't hear anything that anybody's saying. Everything is frozen on me. And if you can hear me, have yourselves a great yeah. evening. And I will uh, try and get on <laughs> next week when the weather's a little better and or my fiber lines are finally connected. So we know, so Alan just rage quit. <laughs> yeah. just for this week oh that was fantastic <laughs> <laughs> all right pierre you got uh, some preps oh yes um so food rotation food prep always a thing uh practice some new stuff with the new welder at the shop and realize i did everything ass backwards because i'm left-handed or at least that's what everybody's telling me um got to walk some property we're looking into um Lots of really nice, good-looking deer tracks on it. Ooh, Not too far from Brad's. Um, yeah, and then we went to a place that we've been considering for putting a house on it if all goes well and everything lines up. Um, discussing the house we initially want is, like, crazy expensive. But then we looked at different options and said, I'm like, well, this is what we like about this place. They said... They had the plans and they were like, well, we can do this, 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 and the price hasn't changed and you pretty much get that just like less square footage. So, you know, now we've been walking around just being like, ooh, this is nice. So we'll see how that happens. Uh, obviously, time will tell once we get the some math figured out and all that and hopefully nobody swoops up the property, but nice good chunk of land, easy access. Thankfully, no big trees around where we're planning to put the house on that property. So I'm like, sweet. We don't have to do worry too, too much about doing this build and then like three weeks later something falling on it. Um, so yeah, kind of already scoped out how far I can get on the range in the backyard. It all goes well. So nice. it'll be good. Very nice. Yeah, it looks like a nice piece of property that you've been showing us. So hopefully, fingers crossed, it works out for you. Yeah. Because that would be it. So epic epic piece of property oh should yeah we, uh, it looks even better follow? with like in person i'm sure it does <laughs> should we yeah. follow what dan says there in the chat that somebody text uh, i already <laughs> did yeah we <laughs> i told him his rage quit was epic <laughs> <laughs> yeah. oh, oh that was good <laughs> 
Oh, that was fantastic. Yes, that's going to go down in the, uh, <laughs> the the blooper reels for sure. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Uh, all right. So uh, now that we've gone through that, we've witnessed a rage quit on uh, Alan slash Ian, whoever he felt like being tonight. How about we move into the main topic? And this evening we were going to talk about testing your preps for a 24-hour period. So I know this is probably the first time we've ever mentioned on this show that you should maybe test your stuff and make sure your gear works, uh, make sure you know how your, you know, your generator works, make sure you know how different things operate. Um, you mean they're not going to start when I need them? The first time? They, they will if you use them and you know how they work. Yeah, it was strange, right? Did, yeah, you, yeah. did you do the carb before the snow came? Or after? The snow floor? <laughs> not, you're in the snow doing it. <laughs> nope. But we figured we'd uh, we'd we'd talk about maybe testing your or running a test for a twenty four hour period. Well, times are good, so if something does go off the rails, something doesn't really work the way you thought, you can simply flip back to hey, times are good. And we'll flip the power back on if you're doing a power uh, a power test. You know, if uh, if that carb does bugger up on whatever uh, motorized device you're using, well, now you know, and it's not the end of the world because a you can have the time to fix it if you have the ability to do that. Or B, you have access to a repair shop because times are still good. But at least you're doing a dry run of your preps. And want to take a take some time to have the panelists kind of, if you've either gone through it yourself already, uh, maybe some of you have uh, tested your stuff already, or even gone through a scenario where you've you've had to test your things and then maybe it wasn't necessarily, uh, well, times are good. But what went right? What went wrong? And uh, maybe some lessons that we think we could learn from it and kind of how... Um, how we can take it and apply it. And even the, the fun part is even just talking your family into even doing it in the first place. Cause guaranteed some of them are just going to balk at the idea to begin with and think you're nuts. <laughs> my, my, my stepson would be in that last category. We had <laughs> talked about this on the chat and then I mentioned yep. it to him that night that, yeah, we're going to do this. So I yep. jokingly said to him, that was on Thursday, but jokingly said to him Friday morning that, yeah, we're just going to go downstairs and flip the power off Friday night. And he said, and you're just going to give me a ride to my girlfriend's house so I can be there for the weekend while you do this. <laughs> yeah. Well, there you go. You know what his preps are now. Yeah. Some. <laughs> Two girlfriends' house. Five. Mm. Yeah. So so when, when it really happens and you can yeah. ship him off to his girlfriend's, tell yep. him to start walking and then you don't have to worry about feeding him. There's yeah. more extra food for you. Yep. But, or himself. or in the know, real life I scenario. I know I know 100% he was joking. We've gone camping before and he's been all up for going and getting the fire going and getting the tents up, the tarps up and all the rest of that. And I know if we yeah. did this more like in the springtime, not yeah. in the winter and a bitter cold kind of thing, he would be on board with it. And like you said, Eric, you know, we plan it for June 10th, whatever yeah. that weekend is, something like that, that he would be, okay, let's go do this. And yeah, he would be serious about, okay, what worked, what didn't work, what should we do? Mm -hmm. You know, like that stove we were talking about earlier that, okay, should we buy mm -hmm. that and put that in the window? Should we make all this stuff to make sure it works? And he'd be totally up for checking the preps, like testing the gear yep. ahead of time and, okay, let's do this. Yep. Yeah, and that's kind of a good I, point I, you, you brought up there, Brad, if even just looking at the weather currently happening and kind of planning out when you're going to do your test, Right now, in the in the midst of winter, maybe not the best time to to do like the power test where you're shutting your house down for a 24 hour period. Yeah, you know, you might want to move that to a more favorable weather 
uh, time just because. But but well, that but, on the flip side, on, but on the flip side of that, if you don't want to test it in the winter, I guarantee you your power is going to go off in the winter and yeah, way way yeah, more than in the summer. Yeah, so way, yeah, and and you may. I'm not. I'm not definitely not saying for 24 hours, but you may want to flip it for a couple hours and just do do a walk yep. around and do the test and make sure everything works and yep. flip it back. But I mean, that's Murphy's law that it's going to happen at the worst time. So true. Yeah, that's true. But well, also, just... so in 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 his defense, though, like if so, his his prep is I'm going to my girlfriend's. So even if her power is out, you drop them off there, and then you go back knowing all your preps work. So it's a win-win. Absolutely. Yep. <laughs> if, if that's his go-to, when the power goes out, I go to her place. All right. Well, she's out of power. Not my problem. That was your plan, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> See, and I would know that. I would most likely know that ahead of time yep. that she's out of power as well. And you know, pull up to the curb and open the door and kick out you go. See ya. See ya. <laughs> Bye -bye. Yeah. So, but. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah, but so I. I I kind of I kind of broke mine down a, a bit my my prep ideas into into season kind mm -hmm. of the, the the same idea that Brad was talking about so um, so for the summer I said you know what if you if you need to cook or you need to eat prepare food barbecue you're not standing outside minus twenty yep. uh, or just even even just have a bonfire if you've got a fire pit just do it over the bonfire um, you can always it's it's not difficult to heat up canned food or or something like that if you need something to eat um, hot dogs on a stick yep. yeah exactly yep yep oil water yep um your fridges and freezers um mm. basically your freezer if it's packed full it will probably mostly stay frozen uh they're usually good for they say around 16 to 20 hours um you might lose some stuff around the edges of the the um, the freezer that may start to go soft, so just uh, take it out and cook it. Um, but the center should stay frozen if you don't have a, a generator or a way to provide power to it. Um, fridges well, are a thing. little different. You'll usually get five or six hours out of a fridge. So if you've got stuff that is in there that may go bad and you don't have a generator, then that's your food. Cook it and eat it and... Um, or here's another thought too. If you are testing your preps in the middle of the winter time, outside's a big freezer. Well, I hadn't got to that. Well, I, yeah. I had this summer and winter, but yeah, you're right. It, uh, I just yeah. figured I'd throw that out there. Yep. Yeah. Um, and, and you know, if you don't have a generator, um, get one. Depending on, on where you live, <laughs> you can always use uh, your vehicle's battery with an inverter. Just put an just inverter sure on it. Run your fridge or your yeah. freezer for an hour. You run it for an hour, it'll be good for four or five hours. You won't have to fire it up again. Um, the only uh, thing that may affect some people, and um, it happened to a friend of mine, and we can discuss that, um, is have some kind of a backup for your sump pump, especially in the summer. Um, chances are the power is going to go off in a storm. It's going to be raining, and your sump pump's probably going to be working a little harder. So if you don't have a generator or some kind of a battery backup, you probably should seriously consider getting something. Um, so I'll, I'll, I'll tell the story. It's what happened to a friend of mine this past, uh, 
I'm going to say a month and a half ago or so our, our power went out and I got a phone call saying my backup sump pump isn't working and my basement's starting to flood. So, and this is what we talk about the preps and everything. And I, I think I mentioned it. I went down there, took my small inverter generator down there. Um, second pull broke the pull cord. Mm -hmm. So um, at that point, she's having a bit of a flip. He's like, I'm going to be bailing for the next hours. I'm like, no, relax. I'm a prepper. <laughs> one is none and two is one. I'll be back in 10 minutes with my other generator. Um, and I just came home, loaded it up, took it back down and, um, it runs on, uh, it runs on propane. Um, so, you know, they, they, they kind of say things happen for a reason. I had the propane tank, uh, in my truck. It was empty and just this happened on a, on a Friday night into Saturday. And on Tuesday, I went to Costco to get gas and I said, I'm already here. I got to fill that tank. Had I not filled that propane tank, I wouldn't have had a generator. So you'd have been coming to my place to steal my propane. Hmm? <laughs> you would have yeah, been coming here to steal to steal my propane. Yeah. No, no, don't worry. Well, Walmart you know, you helped them out with that. You gotta do what you gotta do in a pinch. <laughs> uh, so in in the winter, I kind of threw out it'd be nice to have some sort of a, a backup heat source, be it a buddy heater, a wood stove, whatever, something like that. Um, if you're using either panel, or, either, if you're yeah. using either or, you should have your carbon monoxide around since, since Ian yeah, slash Alan was in here. We got to mention it. Yes. Exactly. Even though he rage quit, we'll still mention <laughs> yeah. it. <laughs> now, if somebody on the panel yeah. wants to correct me, I'm not, I'm not an expert on this, but I'm guessing depending on the temperature, uh, I mean, if it's minus 30 and there's, there's a howling wind chill, you that might be a different story but i'm kind of saying depending on the temperature it's unlikely that your house would get cold enough long enough that your pipes would freeze in 24 hours they could um if you're concerned about that uh you can leave your taps on a drip if you have municipal water if you're if you're on a on a well and you don't have any backup you know um water backup for pressure then it is what it is but um and no. I mean, I would say that all depends on how good your house is sealed, you know, how good the insulation is, what was the temperature prior to everything going out, if you've got drafts galore and everything and the winds howling and, you know, 16 of the 20 drafts in your house, it's probably going to cool. And I mean, that's not something I want to test where, you know, to what point, depending on the temperature, <laughs> temperature do my pipes burst? Nope. But it, yeah, it I'm not, is I'm something. Not, I'm not interested in that either. I'm just. No. Yeah, no, but it, it is, right? Like, so, I mean, the 24 hour, depending on your house, like, if you've got your house sealed like Fort Knox, I mean, you, depending on temperature and everything, it'd probably be more. So, I mean, that all relates to whatever. But yeah, it, it's definitely something you need to keep in mind during the winter for sure. Yep. yep. There might not and, even be about something bad to check during your 24 hour test of things. Doesn't mean you have to have your, your heat off for the full 24 hours maybe you kick it off for a couple hours just to see what that temperature drop range is in your house and then obviously you don't want to cause any damage to your your house because you're, you're just running a test right this isn't a real world scenario at this point but see yeah. kind of where your temperature is dropping see how fast it drops and you kind of have an idea of on average what you're going to be losing if you do end up in a situation where the power is out for a significant period of time or whatever other reason you're not able to heat your house um 
one of those. And as, nope. Uh, I, I was um, just going to say, just, as, as Eric mentioned, if you've got a freezer or something like that, and it's in the winter, just take your stuff out of the freezer and put it outside. If it's minus 20, it's going to stay frozen. You don't need to worry yeah. about it. So, um, Good option, depending on uh, if you're well septic or well or municipal or whatever, find where your main intake feed is into your house. If you're doing a test for 24 hours, kind of, you know, jot it down saying, you know, what the temperature is outside, but get one of those um, infrared thermos uh, thermometers. Yep. You know, okay, fine. You flick the power. Okay, it's about minus 15 out. You know, your house is at the regular 70, 67 to 72 degrees. Scan the pipe coming into the house. You know, next day before you flick everything on, scan the pipe. You know, you know what the temperature is. You can kind of guesstimate, you know, according to this temperature, you know, it's only gone down 10 degrees or has it gone down 25 yeah. degrees, you know? So, and I mean, those infrared things now are crazy cheap. I'm surprised you can't buy them yeah. at the dollar store, but, you know, they might not be 100% accurate, but I mean, they'll give you within a few degrees, yep. you know? So that's an easy way in the winter in a controlled environment mm -hmm. to just be like, okay, well, this is where my water comes in. What's that pipe temperature? when I shut it off compared to when I turn it on. Yep. And then you can kind of, you know, you can talk to someone who could be like, okay, well, you know, if it's minus 30, I have less time than 24 hours before it gets to this temperature. And then you can figure out all those extras at yep. that point. But that's an easy way to, to check your water because nobody wants busted pipes. Nope. No. A couple of things to mention here. Uh, Dan in the live chat. I agree with him, and I do the same thing. I have ice packs that I keep in my freezer specifically for that purpose. Uh, also keep a bunch of uh, just regular water bottles. Snap the top open, squeeze a little bit of air out, crank it tight again, throw it back in the bottom of the freezer, put a couple on the sides of the freezer. They'll all start to melt a bit and keep it cooler. Caroline there said uh, freezers and a power outage, wrap them in blankets for better insulation. I would definitely do that in the summertime, especially if your yeah. freezer is above grade to keep it cooler longer. And uh, Jeff, you had said about your uh, your friend there with the sump pump, and we were talking earlier about uh, inverters and batteries and whatnot. That uh, There we go. Um, make sure you size the inverter correctly. Past summer, I got a 3,000-watt uh, uh, Motor Master Eliminator Inverter from Canadian Tire. They were on half price, I think it was. So regular price? Yeah, basically, yeah, regular price. <laughs> uh, not too long ago during that, not the last little storm we had, but the one before that, we did have the power go out. I have two sump pumps. Uh, power came back on, thankfully, but I took one of the sump pumps and ran it through the inverter to a battery that I hooked up in the basement just in case the power went out while we were out. It would run no problem, and I tested it. It ran it easily two times without draining the battery by 1%. And I got the bigger, like, 12-volt, like, uh, like large cycles. pickup truck, small commercial farm battery. Yeah. It was also on sale. So, yes, regular price. <laughs> so only going to use the joke once. <laughs> I picked up one of those at the same time. I hooked everything up downstairs and it ran flawlessly, no problem. Just saying for the startup surge power on the 
on the pump, you would want to make sure your inverter is larger than what you need. So you're not going to damage the inverter at all. Yep. And I, I actually have exactly that same inverter and um, I bought it a few years ago, but um, yeah, it's, I have the same thing and it's, I'm just ready to put it on my vehicle battery. If I have to run the truck for half an hour while it's plugged in there, then so be it. But yeah, I, I did the same thing. I went as the largest size I could. So the 3000 is pretty handy and it'll run almost anything. Oh yeah. yeah. Other than Maybe the stove not your the, stove, but yeah. Other than well, the yeah stove you need 240 for your stove. Dryer, but, but I'm not going to do that. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, quick question, Jeff. Have you ever tried putting two batteries on that inverter at the same time? Uh, I have not. Um, I can't see why you couldn't if you ran them. Okay, somebody will correct me. It, it's either parallel or series that keeps the voltage but ups the amp hours. I'm trying to think of that, and I do this for a living, which is bad. But. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. So whichever, whichever way it is, keeps it at 12 volts instead of makes it 24. I think if you run it in parallel, it stays at 12 and it yeah, ups the so, amp so, hours. Yeah. And I don't know if it's series or parallel, but you want to connect the two power or the two positives and the two negatives together, yeah, we'll keep parallel. it at 12 volts. There we go. Yeah. That's what you want. Live, live chat to the rescue. Parallel okay. it is. Because I was like, I was like, I'm thinking, I was like, okay, because I got four six volt batteries on some of my machines, but it's hooked up positive to negative, positive to negative. And I'm like, that makes it a 24. So I'm like, I don't know which yeah. one, but I'm like, yeah. So you hook <laughs> up your, get something to connect the, po the positive and positive together, negative, negative together, and then hook those up. And yeah, you, you just, Double your amperage, pretty much. But think of uh, think of a, a remote control car that takes more than three AA batteries. If you follow the wiring, that's positive to negative, positive to negative. It follows a series of connections. Whereas positive, to positive I do this for a living, and I didn't remember getting a remote car. Remind me. <laughs> yeah, you just yeah. know how to do it, not necessarily what it's named. Yeah. 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 Exactly. <laughs> so that. Yeah, that's my thing. Um, also, yeah. quick side thing about uh, batteries. Deep cycle, pretty much they're normally associated with marine or RV, um, so they have a better um, long lasting, slow drop, whatever. Um, depending where you go, you can get pretty decent ones at a fairly decent price. But if you can get deep cycle compared to a regular car battery, you will have more amp hours and more uh, an extra few hours of draw for sure. Um, yes, they do cost a bit of extra money, but the more expensive, more amps you can get out of it, the more deep cycle they are, way better than buying that little lawnmower one. You know, I only got 80 bucks and that deep cycle one's 200 bucks. I'll buy the 81. Hey, it'll get you through something, but it might not last you as long as, you know, budgeting for that 200, $300 battery. Deep cycle is definitely the way to go yep. for sure. Yep. Yep. Dan, you got a good question there in the live chat. Oh, looking at the Jackery and other units, still unsure if I should buy that or a generator instead, depending on what you're doing. Yep. What's the Jackery? Little the Jackery battery box. The Eliminator power box that I've yeah. got here. Just a different um, It depends on what they're really, doing, though. It really depends on your scenario. Yeah, yeah like there's fun. ups and downs for both. Yep. The yep. Jackery doesn't cost fuel. You don't have to worry about taking yep. it apart in the winter to get the carb unstuck. 
but and also it's, and you're it's quiet, very, right? yeah, you're very limited on what you can run on it and yeah. how yeah, long and you, you can run it. it right? You, you can plug- run the Jackery indoors versus the yeah. generator. You have to go outdoors and you need fuel for it, but you have yeah. to recharge the Jackery yep. depending on the that's, recharge. That's you, that's you a generator is, to recharge is, it. There you go. The or so is a nice, but you're going to have to have mm-hmm. some way to recharge it because it will, yeah. it will discharge at some point. And yep. obviously if you're using it and you're going to have to have a way to, uh, to recharge it. Yep. Yeah. So, I mean, right. You plug one thing in and it lasts six hours, but the second you plug a second thing in, depending on the draw, you might only get two hours to run those two. Like, yeah, there's lots. They're all scenario based that if it's summer and you're going to open up the windows, the Jackery might be better, but in the winter, your generator might be better. So you can run a few other things to keep you warm. Like, I mean, if you can only go for one, me personally, I would go generator. Uh, out of the two, generator is it's more versatile, right? It, yeah, it's more versatile. Yes, there's a bit more maintenance. You got to make sure you've got fuel on hand or whatever. But I was like the utility, depending how you want to go. I mean, I think it's like about twelve thousand to thirteen hundred dollars. You can get one that runs on propane, gas, and natural gas, depending where you live. Like. You know, and I'm like, you can run a lot more. You can mm-hmm. plug a 240 in and back feed your panel for a few things, you know. So in my opinion, yes, generator draws a bit more attention. But I mean, if you live in an apartment building, might not be the best scenario for you. But yeah, I, I personally would go generator just because I don't live in an apartment building and don't ever plan on it. But, Been there, done that, not going back. Yeah, <laughs> I've never done it. I don't ever want to go (laughs) oh you ain't missing much and another question here in the live chat in regards to uh deep cycle batteries do they take the cold better that's from uh, lucas they they handle it a little bit better but colds colds one of the absolute nightmares on battery Mm -hmm. um they do work better um obviously if you've got the room get good deep cycle batteries get them inside the house um they don't take up much room, thankfully. Even if you've got a basement, keep them off concrete is always, always the best thing for batteries. Always get them off the floor, get air circulation everywhere. Concrete doesn't help with them. But at the same time, when you look at that, get yourself one of those little uh, um, fuel, or not fuel, sorry, the battery chargers slash stabilizers. And I'm like, just leave it plugged in. You know, every two, three weeks, take it out, use your inverter, and that's how you're going to charge all your battery packs and your tablet and your work phone and this phone. Draw the battery down, put it back on the charger, let it recharge up. You know, leaving a battery unused for two years fully charged is not good. So using it just as much, yeah, using it, you know, maybe not overly, but like, you know, having a regular schedule to, you know, draw that battery down to nothing and then recharging it, letting it charge its full cycle. Hopefully you don't get that power outage while it's charging or whatever is one of the best things for it. Um, But with how small one of those deep cycle batteries are, you can easily put that in your cupboard, keep those little tabs for it so that if something falls on it, nothing starts arcing in the middle of the night. They take up so little room. Um, My recommendation is if you can, leave them somewhere inside the house with semi sort of good ventilation in case battery acid leaks out. But I mean, you'll smell it. It smells weird and funny all on its own. Um, 
but yeah, they do handle the cold a little bit better. But I mean, cold is like the worst thing for a battery, especially if it's not getting used all the time, right? Like your car, use it every two days, it starts up no problem. But like leave your car outside at minus 30 for a week and you're going to have a hard time starting it. It's not much different. It's a little bit better. But the deep cycle, you just get a little bit more storage and a little bit more um, usable, like the cold cranking amps and the amperage and how long it lasts. So they make the battery a little bit bigger and you can just store more power. It's still 12 volts, but you get more amperage or um, what's the word I'm looking for? Yeah, pretty much amperage, right? So you, you, you can get more draw out of it for longer. That's why. Right. It's good for boats. You know, people sit in the middle of the lake for four hours. They use deep cycle batteries because they just store more power. So that's pretty much the only difference between a regular battery and a deep cycle is they they store more power. So they're they're well worth it. At least look into it and see if it's in your budget. One hundred percent. If you can't afford it right now, buy another one and look to upgrade that one. Then you've got the other one that you can add in or whatever. But deep cycles are definitely the way to go. And the fact you're mentioning that you should take it off the charger every once in a while and use it is a great reason to pull it off the charger and do your 24-hour test then just see what it will power for that 24-hour period, right? You don't have to do a big, huge mock scenario for this testing your preps thing for 24 hours. It could literally be how long will this battery last on this certain device or using it on this certain scenario? And that's it. Everything else can be status quo, normal every every day, and you're just testing the ability of that battery to do a certain thing for you. And that's it. Like I have a work phone. Mel has a phone, you know, Emily Ann has a tablet. I'm like, we've Mm -hmm. got what, like seven, eight battery packs. Right. So, I mean, they're always, you know, getting rotated so that they get used, but like, yeah, just at one point, just be like, you know, I'm using this battery and all I'm doing is charging all the devices, you know, my phone at night, Mel's yep. phone, Emily Ann's tablet, your battery backups, you know, your 20,000 milliamps, 30, whatever, you know, yep. keep record and figure out, you know, hey, this charged my phone twice, her phone once, tablet, and four battery packs. I'm like, now you can kind of figure out, like, hey, that was pretty good, and then let it charge. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it'll give you a kind of a scenario of if you're out of yeah. power for a week, I, I can keep my phone on for a week. No ands in yep. box, right? Yep. Good to know. Yeah, the next 24 hours, I'm not plugging anything mobile into a, an outlet. I'm running it solely off my backup battery. Let's see how long we can go. Right? And then just get a small multimeter or get someone yep. that has a multimeter. You know, and check. Just watch the draw. Yep. 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 What is it? You know, I've got 12.67 volts. And after I've charged, you know, eight devices, I've got 9.67. Yep. Well, that's pretty good, right? If you're like, yeah, definitely well, well worth it. Yeah. And now you know, right? And that's kind of the whole premise behind the testing your stuff for 24 hour period. You don't have to go full bore, power out, kill the water, turn everything off. And you know, the world's ended scenario. It could simply be, I'm just going to run my devices off the battery for 24 hours. Or if you want to spin it a completely different way and and get away from the whole power outage scenario, try to keep a fire going for the next 24 hours. If you got a little fire pit in your backyard, put the fire on. And just see if you can keep it going for 24 hours because it's, it's trickier than some people would think. Uh, you know, you go to sleep for eight hours at night that might smolder right out. And then you wake up in the morning, it's out. Right. Yeah. So something else I to think of. Ashwood. Ah. 
some good Let's hardwood see. on that. Yep. Right, but then you got to learn what but, wood should I get? Yep. What lasts yep. longer, right? Which what is works? Of, uh, yep. Yeah. What sleep cycle do I have to maintain? When do I have to get up and and keep you know keep some wood on the fire? Do I can I leave and, it sit for a certain period of time? And, and depending, you know, for example, like, hey, you know what? I'm gonna stay up for an extra three hours. You go to bed, but you're right. getting up in seven hours. I'm only going to be in bed for four hours at that point, you know, go throw six other logs or three other logs on there or whatever, yep. right? Like figure out that schedule. If you're happen to be with someone, right? Yep. If that's an option, then yeah, like you know, just, just set a timer, wake up at seven o'clock in the morning yep. and throw a fire together. And at a 12, you know, you've got all those coals. Just be like, okay, well I'm going to bed, right? It's noon. Yep throw all this stuff on, right? You normally sleep eight hours. Well, by eight o'clock at night, what's it look like? You know, 10 yep. o'clock at night, what's it look like? Say you sleep in, you know, guesstimate that during yep. daytime where it's not a. Yeah. It's a good reversal of the timing too, where you're, you're still yep. awake. So you're able to watch it and see instead of yep. actually doing the sleep cycle thing. And yeah, that's good too, but it gives you a really good idea of how much work it actually takes, how to do it. And then if you do hit that scenario where all of a sudden you have to do that and you have to maintain it, you've done it before. You can say, I've been there, I've done this. I know how to, I know how to do it. And it kind of takes some of that stress away too. Whereas if you've never done it and all of a sudden you're sitting thinking to yourself, well, how do I keep this thing going? I've never really done this for a 24 hour period. Well, you can fall back on that experience and just, you've got some base behind you now and you know how to do it. Yeah. When they had the ice storm of 98, my parents were out of power for 17 days. Wow. No other heat in the house except <clears throat> wood stove. Hmm. I know my brother had asked my dad at one point, how do you and mom know how long the fire will last overnight if there's no furnace to kick on beforehand? I get I wake up cold. Yep. Well, no, that, that, I know, absolutely. Nope. <laughs> um, that was in 98. My parents bought that house in 74 and there was a, 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 a wood stove in it already. I gave them lots of experience and time. They lived through lots of different power edges there. All my dad did was knowledge and experience. That's it. He said, yep. you're perfectly fine. Go yep. to bed. <laughs> yep. That was exactly what it boils down to is knowledge and experience. Like you said, like you guys were saying there about the fire. Absolutely correct. Do your backyard fire in the middle of the day. Get it going hot. Put some put some good wood on it and walk away. Put a timer on. How long does that last for? Mm-hmm. You're still yeah, put, a, put an hour time. timer on. Every hour I go check on it. And then between oh, yeah, hours absolutely. six and seven, it goes dead. Yeah. Yep. yeah. So, so the wood stove that I have in my house is, um, my, my house is fairly small. So it's the smaller type of a, of a wood stove designed for obviously for a smaller place. So I'm usually good for four to five hours and then I've got to throw another couple of pieces of wood on it. But, um, four to five hours is pretty good. Rest your eyes and recharge, get up, throw a couple more on. Go take a leak and go back to bed yep. for another couple of hours <laughs> yep. and, get up, yep. and then yep. get up do it and again. keep going and, and yep. you're still perfectly yep. good. Yep. 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 Uh, for sure. Yep. Or you want to take the uh, the fire scenario and spin it around and instead of the, the whole 
you know, how long does it take to light the fire, keep it going, turn the water off in your house and run off of your filtration system. If you're using like a, a filter of some sort, like a Berkey or whatever it is that you use, run, uh, run water in the house with that and just see how much work it actually takes to keep water in that, keep water around for usage for whatever purpose you, you need, washing dishes, baths, showers, all that kind of stuff, and just get used to that for a 24-hour period. Yeah. You learn a lot doing that, right? Yeah. We all take for granted turning that tap to the left and having hot water, but wanting yep. to do dishes, how long it takes to boil water, whether it be on your barbecue, a stove, whatever. Mm -hmm but getting it to the temperature where it doesn't scold your hand and you've got no ice at this point and you mm -hmm. don't want to waste more of your water that you had stored up or whatever. But yeah, figuring out that you know, on a mild day, I only leave that on barbecue or whatever heat source I'm using to yep. with the water you know, on there for seven to nine minutes or else I got to wait two hours for the water cool down for me to do my dishes. Yep. Or sponge bathe. Yep. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Yep. It's all things that nobody really thinks about, and like you said, Pierre, we just everybody takes it kind of for granted. You turn that tap, the water comes out. So turn yep. it off for a twenty-four hour period and get used to running it through a filtration system, like a portable system that you may have, mm -hmm. or just using like bottled water. If, yeah, like a life straw because <laughs> the inside here. Yep. He <laughs> 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 rage quit. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> And he's raging even more now. Oh, yeah. Yep. <laughs> but yeah, just using that for a 24-hour period. It'll get yep. you used to used to having to, to source the water, figure out how to use it. Um, if, if your idea is to use, um, you know, bottled water, you maybe have a couple packages of bottled water in the basement or store it away. Use that for the 24-hour period and just see how well it works or how well it doesn't. Right. And again, yep. if something falls apart and it comes off the tracks and it's not working out, turn the water back on, no harm or foul, yeah. learn from it and carry on, right? Yeah. Push the pause That's... button, make some notes and push back. Yep, exactly. Yep. And realize that, you know what, bottled water does not work for me. Like I have yep. two giant horses in the house. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, by, hor by horses, I mean dogs, right? Like we have two horses. Oh, yeah. So I mean like oh, they're, yeah. they're gigantic and I'm like, so <laughs> the water they can consume in a, on a hot day is ridiculous. And yep. I'm like, oh, yeah. For me to have, you know, bottled water, it's probably not cost efficient and not good to have that much plastic, but I mean, yep. so we have that six gallon Berkey filter system. Right. So, but we've always had, you know, we always, we didn't like the water where we are. There's so much, you know, chlorines, mm -hmm. whatever, all that stuff tastes like you're drinking pool water that we always bought, you know, bottled water. So I'm right. like, you pay $10 for the deposit on the, on the bottle. And then we bought the Berkey and, I'm like, well, okay, let's keep buying these. So I'm like, I always have five to seven of those five gallons downstairs right. in my basement. Every few months, take those five up, fill up the five upstairs, put new lids on them, put them back downstairs. So I'm like, we can probably last for quite a while for water-wise. Yep. But we also always have our Berkey and the fancy water dispenser we have is a bottom feed pump one but it also has like a Keurig on it, which I don't use, but it has a Keurig on it. Right. So I'm like, fancy. So that's all, yeah. Like it's awesome. Like you think about it, you want a cup of coffee, bing, bang, boom, you're done. Like it's you done go. in like 30 seconds. Right. But if you lose power because it's a bottom feed, 
you're not getting any water out of it. Yeah. Uh, Kevin's Ke- got Kevin, a, makes a, yeah. Kevin makes a good point in the quick in the live chat there that, uh, yep, your dogs will drink from a mud puddle and they'll be fine. They'll, yep. they'll drink from a pond. They'll drink. Um, I get it. You don't yeah. want to make them do that if you don't have to, but yeah, that it's right. and I mean, but uh, depending where you live, a mud puddle or a pond may not be an option. If it's yep. middle of summer and it's dry, I don't have yeah. a pond in my backyard, right? Or I don't have puddles around. If you do get a life straw. Oh, there's two. Ian's going to be so mad. <laughs> right? So, yeah, I mean, like, they 100%, make them for right? the dogs? Like, maybe we can, uh, maybe we can come up with a lifestyle for a dog. Maybe they do. Yeah, yeah. there you go. There you go. There you go. That'd be a right? neat trick. So, <laughs> that would be. Right? So, I mean, I've got a mini Sawyer. I've got the Berkey system and all that, which, yes, all takes time and effort to put into it. And does yep. take financial burden on some of those things because it's ridiculously crazy. Don't regret the purchase, but initially it's just like, Oh my gosh, it's how much yep. now I'm like, I, I I'll go thirsty at work. If I don't have Berkey water with me, you know, I'm like, <laughs> I'll, I'll be home in like an hour. I'll just wait. Right. Like it, it is one of those things where you don't think about it, but it's just, you know, so, you know, take into consideration everything in your house. So if you're, you know, if you've got six dogs and you know, four cats, like, you know, if you want to be out of power for two days, you do need to yep. take them into consideration, right? It's okay, true. fine. Yep. You've got a bag of food, but like, what about their water? Say you've got yep. no water, right? And you've got enough water for family members, right? Whether it be you, wife, significant other, and two kids, you've only got a gallon of water a day for each, but you didn't take into consideration livestock or, you know, pets yep. in your house. You know, that's something you really need to take into consideration. Yep. And I'm like, don't get me wrong, dogs will eat and drink anything, but uh, you know, you'd hate to have to go to the vet and spend two hundred dollars because you decided to do a twenty-four hour test and <laughs> they decided to yep. drink out of the unlikely, but I mean it, it is could something happen, that yep. it, it could. Like yeah, I said, should, unlikely, but yeah, I don't want this twenty four hour prep to cost Yep. And that's a good point too, is you should put some safety precautions in place for this. So if you get to a certain point, you know, okay, it's quitting time. I didn't maybe get to the 24 hour period during this test, but here's why, here's what I learned and here's why I shut it down and then try again, right? Yeah. Figure that out yeah. solve the problem and then do it again. Yeah. Yeah. And if you know that that's your, 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 your catch point and your sticking point, well then maybe do I need to buy another jug of, you know, an 18 yep. liter jug and fill it with water ahead of time or something. And do I need a yep. bigger generator, bigger battery, yep. better inverter, more wires? Yep. There, there is no better way to figure this out than to then just to test, test it and, yep. and figure it out. Well, times are good because you've got that fallback, right? If something goes off the rails, you yep. just flip back to the grid. You flip yep. back to water from wherever you're getting it. And it's going to be there. It's going to operate. You know, that fire goes out. It's not the end of the world and you've learned something. Yeah. Right. Yep. Now I do need to mention that, uh, Jason in the live chat here, I think has won the internet this evening. Oh, I saw that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> he, he has commented. <laughs> I traded my carbon monoxide detector for a life straw. 
<laughs> well done. You win the prize. Yes. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> you, you, sir, win the internet this evening because you have do equally we, we pissed have off Ian and Alan. <laughs> yeah. Well done. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. But yeah, the, the whole, the whole point of this episode was to just get everybody kind of thinking about how they can test their equipment, how they can make sure that their, their preps are kind of where they want them to be. And just don't be afraid to test them, especially yeah. while times are good because now's the time to test it. Because if all of a sudden, you know, two weeks from now, there's a, a massive power outage or, you know, there's, um, another ice storm an ice storm or a, a boil water advisory or, or, you know, you're not able to, to utilize your municipal water for whatever reason, or, you know, you need to run a fire to cook food for, you know, whatever reason happens there, uh, natural gas is out, power is out, whatever you've done it. You've used it in your area where you're going to be using it. You know how to do it. You've run through the tests, you know, where you've fallen down and hopefully you've come up with a reason or, or ways to, to get over those hurdles and ultimately you're just going to come out of it a little bit more confident and a little bit more, uh, dare I say, prepared. Yeah. Right. Yep. So, yep. Uh, yeah. Any other scenarios that, uh, you guys want to run through or anything else that, uh, we haven't touched on yet or cooking. So, ah, yes, I, I've, I've got the fancy one. So, all right, let's I go. Know. I think, I, I think I've sent a few pictures. So you got to see our barbecue to start with. <laughs> All right. I've got like <laughs> gas on one side, charcoal on the other, electric smoker on the bottom. So oh, power goes out. I can't oh, smoke yeah. a brisket. But I've got a charcoal on one side. That's that. So, I mean, I, I can cook pretty much anything on that. Um, two years ago, I want to say, or whatever, we got this. Um, it was a good deal. It was a fancy way. Uh, it's got a two burner stove propane on the top, but it also has an oven that like you can put like the roast in no problem wasn't that costco yeah it was costco i think it was like 230 bucks like it was a smoke okay. deal i was wow. like i'm like yeah i'll dip into this like some savings for this it's a wicked no. wicked thing so I'll, we had a Is power outage here? yeah it's propane hmm. yeah electric click click hook everything up it runs on one one pound tanks but i'm like buy the buy the hose and have yeah. a 20 pounder around mm -hmm. it's mm -hmm. awesome uh mid mid supper we'd lost power so it was like okay we'll put it outside everything worked good we ended up eating supper or whatever we were in the backyard and it was the middle of summer and so plus the generator out to keep everything but then we always have a bunch of stuff downloaded on all our devices whether it be entertainment a show for the daughter a show for me and mel to watch when everybody's already in bed so like we hooked up like we had a projector on the side of the house and we're watching like Yellowstone while eating supper that we just cooked outside. So, I mean, we were living large at that point. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, but um, the wind 95% of the time always comes the same way at our place. And I'm like, we had, did have a hard time keeping that flame going. So I'm like, the only thing I want to do is like kind of build a little partition wall. I guess you could say that's easy to take up and down to like mm -hmm. block that helps keep the heat regulated right if you're trying to cook chicken and there's a constant wind draft going in there um but yeah that's definitely one of the best 230 bucks we have ever spent 20 pounder two good tops on top of it 
take it up to our buddy's uh, hunting camp when we borrow mm-hmm. his land for whatever. We can cook anything and everything. It's no different than like your actual kitchen. I mean, you won't get a, a 40 pound turkey in it, but normally it's just me and her going up there. So we can cook a mm-hmm. chicken, sit down and have like roasted chicken with like rice and beans on the side, no problem. And it's nice. fantastic. Yeah, it's. Uh, I can't remember the name of the company. I'll, I'll send a picture of it later. I, we might have already sent one or whatever. But if you can find one of those, I think it's a Camp Chef, actually. I think about okay. it. It's, yeah. it's it's a fantastic unit. Well worth the money. I've not had any issues with it. But out where we are, we lose power. We don't have a stove because it's an electric stove. So I'm like, well, mm-hmm. what do we do? I don't want to start my barbecue to do, you know, I don't want to put my good frying pan on there. Right. Or another thing, but I'm like, it, it's a nice option. Um, doesn't take up much room, little luggage to carry around, but it's not that big. Um, I mean, we've used it how many times camping, Brad, when we were going up to on the May 2 4 weekends when we were doing whatever. You're on mute. <laughs> I would but, say uh, just about every time we go, We've brought it out, yeah. Because we've got your your camper usually, and we're running the outdoor grill, and then that stove as well. And there's usually bread in the oven, and it's yeah, it's fantastic. I'm just looking it up here on Amazon. Sorry, at sale right now, it is four hundred and eighty dollars. Ooh, that's gone up in price, but yeah, if if it's available, um. And it's there. It's a fantastic option. Um, it has not done us any wrong. Um, just like I said, the only thing is if you're in a very, your deck is specifically facing the wind, you might want to figure out how to block that wind without getting a backdraft over it. To, you know, just so it doesn't take six hours to cook a chicken because the temperature yeah. won't get up there. But uh, yeah. And then for us, I mean, we have two horses in the house. So, I mean, if the power went out in the middle of the winter, we've got a spot we can block, try and keep warm. But uh, getting your pets involved to keep you warm is a fantastic option. Oh, 100%. Uh, Jason's got a good uh, good point in the live chat as well uh, in regards to your pots and pans. You know, Check them out. Do they have plastic handles? They do. You're not putting those on the open fire, and you're certainly not putting them in the barbecue because uh, yep. you'll have no handles left. So I, I have I have a cast iron skillet, and I have um, kind of a stock pot, I guess you would say, a bigger cook pot, yep. and it's just got a couple of metal handles on it. You just need some some pot holders yep. so you don't burn Good your hands. Gloves. But yep. yep. Yeah, but I mean, you know, if you've got that weird, crazy, fancy set that you know this influencer told you you should buy but then you put it on your your barbecue and next thing you know it's mm-hmm. melted right like it'd be nice to know now where you're like oh okay that was a horrible idea and yes it sucks you have to go buy new pots and pans but better to know now than when yep. everything is stopped and you know you can't find a pot and pan or a propane tank or a liter of gas to save you mm-hmm. but you know Finding finding cast iron at uh, local thrift stores, just even if they're rusty, buy them, YouTube it. They're not that hard to clean up and recure. Yep. 
if you if you want to experience trying to find a propane tank in a in bad times, <laughs> just go to Walmart. <laughs> what do you mean? I don't know what I mean. I had no problem. <laughs> and see, that's that's exactly it. No, I mean, like during bad times, it was a good simulation for uh, probably over twenty. That was almost a forty-eight hour exercise, yeah. maybe yeah. seventy-two hours for us yeah. in, the, in our little group chat there of trying to find <laughs> propane tanks at Walmart. Waiting for better Andrew to, he was the last one <laughs> yeah. that had anything on order. And when his, when he's posted yep. there that, yep. And his is canceled too. That yeah, okay, okay. <laughs> screw it. Yeah. I was like, I, I'm done. I was like, I'm, yeah, I'm done. Yeah. Um, yeah, four no. orders at four different <laughs> stores. I put in <laughs> trying to get those. Oh, that one's going oh. down with the can openers. Yeah. <laughs> so, also, if you've got a generator, if you don't have one of those fancy hookups where you just plug it into the side of your house and you've got extension cords or um, the one that you plug into your meter, um, mm -hmm. making sure you've got um, adequate extension cords for where your freezer is. So if your freezer yep. is at the complete opposite end of your house, make sure you have a 150-foot extension cord to make it to that. Um, but having them wrapped up stored away easy access good to go you know where they are i plug these two in and it will make it to my freezer yeah is always a good option and then and then try to run your freezer or your fridge for that 24-hour period on the generator and just see how it goes yeah right see how, much fuel like, see how much fuel it, fuel it yeah. takes how much fuel it takes make sure that that cable actually runs to where it's got to get to um Figure out if you actually will power it. Correctly. Yep. yep. Exactly. And yep. and, and you can things. you you can do some you know like like you say in the good times do some testing with your your timing like I've I've, I've said it before your generator does not have to run twenty four seven. No. Your once you get your fridge cold and your your freezer cold, it'll last for hours. Run it for an hour, an hour and a half. Shut it off for you know yep. say four yep. hours. Check your fridge. See if your fridge is still cold. Know, know how much time you've got between yep. having to plug it back in again so that you're not burning fuel literally, mm -hmm. to be honest, for nothing. Yep. And yep. then when you desperately need that fuel because the power outage has gone much longer than you thought, yep. you've run out. And you're also and putting wear and tear on that uh, generator too, right? And yeah, they're not, they're not to designed to run like a, like a yep. Generac, uh, yep. those no. home... Uh, generators that they're designed the, to run 24 7 your yeah. those portable ones are not even the generacs say can, after 24 you got to turn them off for a period of time it's and you, yeah. you, you could time it right that the power went out you plugged your generator in you kept yep. things cold for a little bit turn your generator off you know your fridge is good for like you said jeff maybe five hours okay well at the end of the five hour mark open the fridge take out what you need to be cooking Start your generator, plug your your small uh, single burner stovetop uh, hot plate thingies into, get your freezer running, get some lights on, run the bathroom pumps, run the sump pumps, all of that at the same time, as long as your generator can handle it. Yep. Yep. Do all of that cooking, cleaning, showering, charging of stuff, <laughs> running all your systems. Everything's cooked, everybody's clean, everybody's fed, shut it down. Yep. And, and, and in that hour while you've got it running, like you say, Brad, if you, you know, take that hour while it's running, charge your phone, charge your yes. tablets, your yep. laptop, yep. Um, you yes. know, whatever, if you, if, I mean, for me, the last time the power went out, 
I plugged my um, I plugged my my Wi-Fi router in, and mm-hmm. I was able to access the internet and just make sure that the world wasn't imploding and it was just a power outage for me. And yep. so, <laughs> yeah, I had to make sure you didn't have to run up here and steal my stuff, right? Oh, I was already halfway there. But <laughs> I, figured, I figured as much. <laughs> that and and just on that note, make sure you've got some way of communication and yep. some some information gathering devices. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like Eric, I bought that uh, radio from you. That that wind yep. up solar battery powered radio, and I tested it out. Works great. Yep. It's sitting in my shed. I know exactly where it is. Uh, yep. I think I've had it for a couple of months and I know so I'm going to say about three or four weeks ago, I was out there and I went to turn on my other little battery powered Bluetooth radio. I said, no, I'm not going to do that. I pulled yours out, cranked yep. it up a bunch of times, pulled up the antenna, awesome. put it on the radio station and let it run dry. Let it, yep. let it run dead. Cranked it up again yep. two or three times. End of the day, I cranked it for about 15 minutes. I put it up on the shelf, put it away. It's trying to go yep. if I need it. Perfect. Yeah. yeah. But uh, also. And Kevin and Kevin question. makes a good point in the live chat too. Pierre talked about running the extension cords. If you're running extension cords, make sure that they're mm-hmm. sufficient for for the load. And yes. and understand that the longer your extension cord is, you're going to lose. Um, you're going to lose some some voltage. There's going to be some line loss. Um, so, so I can't just know, plug the, in like 15 from the dollar store and like everything will be good. Oh, well, you can if you want. You Take can. your chance and make sure your carbon monoxide elector, uh, alarm works. It you, depends. You what kind of scenario are you looking to run? <laughs> how quick if the fire department care, can get And <laughs> how realistic do you want this scenario to be? Yeah. Um, but yeah, also, quick thing about fridges, freezers, whatever. How indecisive are people in your house that just open up the fridge and stand there for, yes. you know, 45 seconds? Be like, Mm-hmm. I guess I'll grab this. Um, if the power's out, that's you know you ain't that, that four to five hours mm-hmm. that your fridge is good. You open up your fridge for five minutes. That's gone down drastically. Yep. Um, yep so done. maybe right when the power goes out, okay, go in. You, I know cheese can sit on the counter for five six hours. Um, your apples, your strawberries, your blueberries. Maybe not the milk, but you know a bunch of produce. Like, okay, open up the fridge, take all this out, put it on the counter. And then whether it be you, significant other, your kids, there's snacks on the counter. You know your fridge is now good for four hours because you opened it up and took whatever out. Um, It's definitely a thing compared to, you know, waiting, you know, them doing that while you're in the washroom or outside doing your thing. And they left the fridge door open for a half hour while you were doing whatever. And now, you know, your produce has gone way past that point of whatever. But yeah. Definitely opening and closing your fridge is by far one of the worst things you can do during a powder outage. So maybe, oh, power went out. You know, do we do that now? Do we wait the five, 10 minutes? Depending where you live. Take out what you want and put a padlock on it. Yeah, like, you know, take out, you know, pepperettes, you know, take out your cheese strings, this, that, something you can make a sandwich with, you know, stuff that's good. You might be able to throw it on the deck, specifically if it's in the winter, right? Like, Jason makes a good comment in the live chat there. Put your frozen meat um, in the fridge that you yep. intend to eat when it thaws, yep. and it'll keep the fridge colder longer. Yep. You're not wasting it. Yep. You're going to eat it anyways. It's going to be, yep. you've already planned yep. to have that for supper. So 
Yeah, it's frozen, take no, it no. out, throw it in the fridge. Good idea. Yeah. Excellent. Nope. Right. Like I have a non-heated garage. So I've got the nice thing that I'm like, I just open up the door and it gets as cool. I have a freezer out there. So my freezer out there would probably last longer, but you know, take some of those things out of your fridge, leave the garage door closed. Mm -hmm. Oh, you want a sandwich? No problem. You can go to the garage and make the sandwich in the garage. It probably lasts longer, mm -hmm. but yeah, just one of those things that if you're like, okay, I'm going to do, you know, the water stuff and you're going to be busy for a half hour, 45 minutes. Someone else is going to be busy for an hour and a half. Your kids are standing at the fridge for 40 minutes with it open being like, well, I don't know what I want to eat. You know, like that, that would, that <laughs> will. Now you're going to eat all of yeah. it. Could you just yeah, boil right? it all? So, so that yep. can really, if you've got that hard line where you're like, I'm not starting my generator for six hours, right? But, you know, five hours of it, everything was already past that point, which most of it would probably be good, but, you know, it could ruin some of your stuff or whatever. So even having your kids understand that, all that would be a, would be a good thing. And I don't remember what I was just thinking. <laughs> and I was going to say, not not even during this outage do you, you know, tell your kids not to. Anytime you should tell your kids, don't stand there with that because yeah. it's going to. Agreed. But, you know, that you're, you're normally in the kitchen where they understand that. So, but the yeah. power has gone out. And you're not around. So yep. they can't. They're not distracted by the TV. Right, so that's their only entertainment, and they're trying to figure out why the light doesn't turn on. It's true. Open close. Open it is right. open close. Yeah. What? Yep. Something's so, different. Um, yep. Yeah. Two quick things. Um, both our bathrooms and our hallway in the main areas have those little plug into the wall. Power goes out. There's a light. Yep. So if you're in the bathroom, it's not completely dark, and you got to clean up a mess afterwards, depending if you stand. Um, so there's that. And, um, the other one is we always have a few battery packs always in the house, mm -hmm. but, um, getting one of those halo lights. So they're mm -hmm. actually available at the dollar store for like four bucks or whatever. They don't have a stand or whatever. Yeah, okay. Four fifty. but it, they're small USB, plug it into a 10,000 milliamp, have it in that common area. You're going to have mm -hmm. everything. That thing will put out a lot of lights compared to having a flashlight using your phone flashlight. You can't find your flashlights, have them preset up with certain areas and they run off battery packs. They are a lifesaver. I mean, I've got two of them that they stand a little bit taller than those, but I'm like, they run off battery packs for hours and they light up very well. Dollar store, and, and even if it only lasts one time, your power goes out. It's well worth the $4. Well, some, somebody else mentioned, um, which I had never thought of, you can buy those out those mini outdoor solar lights. Like yep. people have them line their driveway. So yeah, you have it outside all the time. It, it charges in the sunlight. Yep. Bring it in at night. They'll they'll run for yep. five, six, seven hours. You've got yep. light for the night. Yep. Yeah, we, we've got them around the backyard or whatever for when the dogs go out or whatever. And we had them on the front deck and the front deck was just changed. So we're kind of hesitant on putting a screw through it so i'm like we just haven't zip tied them and like yeah middle of the night you go fill up your water and the light turns on it scares you but i'm like <laughs> they've been in the house for i don't know how long and i'm like they still motion activated mm -hmm. they've got a constant on button but yeah it's well worth it uh, you know compared to having to run your phone or 
you know, mm-hmm. by candlelight. I mean, candlelight's all more romantic and everything, but you can't see anything <laughs> past two feet with that. Like they're they're useless, right? Like for that. Um, yeah. But yeah, and Brad, do you remember what that thing is that we had the candles in when we had power loss? Do you remember what it's called? Oh, oh no, I don't. Okay, candle holder. Candle holder. No, no, no. So it's it's a <laughs> pot, but the way it's designed, it's so it's got an opening. You shove a bunch of candles in, and it pumps heat out the top. Oh, it's oh. like a yeah, Mexican like it, name or something to it. Are we allowed to say that? Yeah. Okay, well, South Africa, <laughs> South American theme or something. Yeah, no, to it's. It, but... And I hate to not actually remember what it's called. Gasifier. No, Gasifier. No, but you're welcome, Scott. An hour and 15 <laughs> yeah. No, but um, yeah, it's just I don't know. I'll, I'll I'll send the picture to Brad, and Brad will post it on the Discord because yep. or it's something, right? But it's just yeah, you put some candles in there, and the way it's designed, it pumps heat out the top, so you put it kind of somewhere low, and it does give out some heat. I mean it. Probably not as good as a wood burning stove or whatever, but I'm like, it does produce quite a bit of heat. Um, I know they're available on different places. If you're into making clay stuff, you can probably make your own. Um, but we had one here. We lost power. I'm like, we threw a bunch of candles in it, and I'm like, you put your hand on the top, and I'm like, that's getting pretty hot up there. Like your oh, your hand was warm. Yeah, I can't I can't remember the name of it, but it's basically you 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 have a base you. And uh, and uh, some some yeah, way to hold the pot up. You just turn a clay yeah, pot upside down, put it on there, and that that's your oh, your heat. Oh well, th- this one's like this giant clay no. base. Uh, Jeff, you're thinking of something different, but I know what you're thinking of. Yeah. Um, this is uh, this is a whole lot better. Oh, okay. Yeah, you could put like more. you could put like six, seven regular like tall candles in this thing. Like, it's oh, huge. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I'd yeah, be interested I'd, to have a look at that. Yeah, and I'm like, I, I know they're not crazy cheap. Um, I think because we looked them up once someone said what the name was. Um, and we looked them up, and I'm like, uh, they're a little pricey depending where you go. But I'm like, it, it kind of just worked out that we had one. And I'm like, hey, it works. So I'm like, you know, if funds are available and everything, like it is an option for sure. Um, I just can't remember the name, and I, I wish I knew how to Google what's in my mind, but... Did we haven't. I haven't installed in that chip there? yet. It's called a keyboard, and Google. Hmm? Do I oh, have Brad, an episode for you? Yeah, I know. That's that why. <laughs> um. Yes, I think she sent the picture on the chat. Yeah, but I mean, we're talking. That was like two, three weeks ago. So I mean, yeah. that that chat can get crazy. Yes, it can. <laughs> especially, especially, especially when we're trying to find propane tanks. Oh yeah, God. right. So if I'm not mistaken, Again, that was even that before that like whole a propane problem. Nope. <laughs> this was all before the propane thing too. If I'm not mistaken, right? So it was. Um, yeah. But if, uh, yeah, if people are so, curious, we'll uh, we'll make sure to get it in the Discord. I put the yeah. link up in the the live chat here for for listeners, and I'll get it in the show notes as well, so you can hop in the Discord chat there, and we'll get the info out there. Because we could we could spin here for hours trying to find the name. <laughs> yes, I, I will. I apologize. Got it. Yeah, oh, that's okay. Oh, oh go for it. Huh? Chimeneas. C H I M I N E A S. Chimeneas. 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 Okay, I, I know exactly what sure. they are. I've seen tons of them outside, yeah. usually at people's yeah. 
um, backyards mm-hmm. where you're yep. a lot of municipalities and cities in that yep. require you to have a chimney where you can't you can't burn just in a fire pit. You have to have it enclosed. So yeah, but yeah, you can bring that inside and put candles in it. As long as you have a carbon monoxide detector nearby. Absolutely. Yep. Alan would be proud. Yes. Yeah. We're trying to so, lure him back after his rage quit. Uh, <laughs> it may take a few weeks. <laughs> I think he's, yeah, it's going to take a couple weeks to come down from that one. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, the, the chimney. So that is yeah. an option. I mean, figure out how to make it out of clay. I mean, that might work out. In, yep. With how much these things are cost, it's worth looking into, and then you can start selling mm-hmm. them for like eighty bucks cheaper, buddy. You're you're making cash like there's no tomorrow. Yep. Yeah. But yeah, they're pretty expensive. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, they they are. They're not that crazy cheap. So I hate saying it, but I mean, we had one and we tried it out, and I'm like, eh, it's given off some heat in the living room. So I'm like, it works. So if people want to know that it works. Yes. There you go. Awesome. Anybody have anything else uh, 24 hour prep wise to throw out there? I had uh, just some stuff to stock up on. Hmm? Go for it. Uh, Boredom games. Alan Mm -hmm. has said this before as well that keep your mind busy. You know, card games, board games, darts. Um, Yeah, but I got TikTok uh, on my phone. Why do I need that? (laughs) You, you, You don't. You're fine. <laughs> you just keep staring at that blank screen and do I have an episode for you? Mm. <laughs> I don't have TikTok, buddy. Don't worry. Um, Not anymore. You don't craft stuff, coloring pencils, markers, modeling clay, mm-hmm. all that kind of stuff. Keep yourself busy. Even, even for parents, sit down with your kids. Yeah. Keeps you both occupied for a while and takes your mind off of what the situation is you're going through. Mm-hmm. Um, activities for everyone to do as a family, depending on how long you're you're going to be out for, mm-hmm. and even even if you're just running a test, get yep. them to help you with an activity like collecting water, collecting firewood, going to check on neighbors, gets their confidence up to go and yep. do it in an actual situation. They get them to be situational aware of what's going on around them. Mm-hmm. Well, Why not? Yeah. Uh, what else did I have here? Uh, we were saying before, if if this happens in the winter time, bring out your cold weather gear, your uh, your, your winter gear, whatnot. You might be sleeping in that. Make yep. sure you're comfy. If not, get some extra stuff. Go to a, a thrift store, buy some extra blankets. Yep. Make yourself warm. Yep. Uh, we talked on it before. Uh, auxiliary comms and information systems. Um. Was it last week we had the deal of the week was the uh, the battery from Cabela's or two weeks ago? Or maybe even three weeks ago by uh, now. A little while ago, but yeah. Yeah. Well, I didn't get that one that they had on the uh, we had on the deal of the week. I missed it. I'm stupid. I'm sorry. Uh, I went and got a different one, and it's on its way here specifically for that purpose to build, like you would build, Eric, a, a battery-powered yep. radio box Yep. with that in mind. So yeah, I can still reach out and touch someone and hopefully get some information back from somebody outside of my area should this happen. If you're going to reach out and touch, just to throw it out there, if you're going to reach out and touch someone, make sure you have their permission first. With consent. With consent. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, I could could not leave that one alone. 
I don't mean either. I was like, what's good time? <laughs> um, we had touched on it earlier. Um, the extra propane tanks, which don't ever go to Walmart for, uh, for cooking <laughs> and heating. And uh, the power for uh, backup sump pumps if needed, like we had said already. And make sure you have plenty of can openers. Yep. Yeah. Very nice. And know how to use them, because if you only have the electric one, yeah, and you're, you're gonna screwed. be pissed. You're gonna be pissed if you try and cook those baked beans with a sealed yep. can. And you go to start your generator, and the rope pulls off. Yeah. Yep. You're in even but, more trouble. Yeah. I like what Freya says there in the in the live chat. Uh, do a do 24 yep. hour car camping challenge. Yeah. Yeah. Find but a at that point. Field, just bring two jerry cans and leave the car on. Yeah. <laughs> find, a, find a farmer's field and make yep. sure you got permission to be there and, and go camp for the weekend that's the only thing you can do throw the keys away yep. or even just in your own driveway well make something it a little goes, bit more realistic something goes sideways at least you can go in the house well, you've never been locked out right <laughs> call Alan I'll get you in yeah no but I mean yeah yep. I mean trying it out what, what can you fit in a car and accommodate mm -hmm. with who you are there's a scenario yep. where you need to leave your house and you were only yep. able to grab this. Like, yeah, can you live 24 hours? Yeah. It's not a bad idea. I like that. Yeah. Yeah, actually, it's a great idea. Mm -hmm. so, Practice really in the summer before winter is my yep. recommendation. But, yeah. Yeah. Worth it. Label your good. bins according. Mm -hmm. You don't want to grab the summer bin in the wintertime. Or the winter one in the summertime. Well, yeah, that's true, too. <laughs> yeah. <right there. laughs> No, awesome. That's uh, we've gotten all kinds of good information across, I think, and gotten uh, hopefully some people to start thinking about different ways they can run a uh, a simple test or as complicated of a test that they want for for a twenty four hour period. And just uh, you know, one hundred and ninety episodes in, and we have finally mentioned test your gear. Yes. Come Sweet. a long Somebody way. Somebody noted that, right? Yeah, I think we've come a long <laughs> way. Okay, so also just to clarify this was this episode was my idea so i mean it was it only yep. yeah so yep. i've only been on for how many episodes and i i came up with it like what have you guys been uh, doing for a hundred <laughs> episodes so thanks so for coming out here this will be the last time that we see you on the show yeah probably <laughs> uh, yes yeah, so it was your uh, it was your suggestion yeah it's, uh, uh, yeah it's good with the it, weather it, and everything yeah. we had to ice storm thankfully we didn't lose power but i was just like nope. 25 years ago was the ice storm in 98 which hit yep. eastern ontario really bad and i was like hey that might not be a thing to like test it out make, make a test scenario and try your stuff out it'd be a lot better than trying to figure it out when you have no other options nope. yeah so hopefully we've uh you said hopefully we've kind of sparked some ideas in some people's minds hopefully we can maybe come up with some ways to uh to test your gear, to test uh, some some different various scenarios that maybe you haven't thought of before, maybe you have, uh, but don't be afraid to start out small. Do a small little thing like we mentioned, just power your mobile devices off of a battery for 24 hours and see how that goes for you. Test the fire out, you know, go run, uh, turn the water off in the house, turn the power off, like little things like that. Live out of your car for 24 hours. All kinds of little things like that. Just see what it's like and you've always got that safety net of this is a test i'm only checking to see how things go if it goes sideways on you or everything falls off the tracks guess what things are still normal no problem you just stop the test reevaluate check uh check out what happened what went wrong what went right try it again 
and no harm, no foul, because you've got that safety net of everything is normal and it's good times right now anyways, so not no uh, no big deal at all. Yep. So hopefully, let's help a few people out, and uh, we'll move into uh, the podcast challenge. So for episode 190, very simple, test your gear. Put that 24-hour scenario into place and do something. Run your stuff off a of battery, Keep that fire going for 24 hours. Whatever scenario it is you want to test, start out as small as you want, go as big as you want. It doesn't really matter. And uh, flip us an email to uh, feedback at prepperpodcast.ca. Let let us know what you did. Let us know what you tested. Let us know what went well and what didn't. And then um, we'll discuss it on the show and we talk it out, tabletop it, and get information out to others. And if the 24 hours was way too easy for you, I challenge you to do two days. And then there you go. Once yeah. you get comfortable with the one day, no, plan it, yeah. make a whole weekend of it. Perfect. Try it or if 20, 24 is too daunting, make it 12. Yeah. Right? No, yeah. Nothing says you have to do 24. We just chose 24 for the episode because it's a pretty standard number to work with. Yeah. 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 But yeah, just try it out and go from there. And when you, when you get it down packed, keep going. Yep. All right. Anybody have any upcoming events they want to... Talk about tomorrow's Monday. Perfect. <laughs> uh, Radio Amateurs of Canada is still doing their um, their uh, ham radio uh, basic class coming up in the spring. So if uh, you haven't signed up for that yet, head over to uh, rac.ca and uh, check it out. It's fifty bucks for the class. Probably it's around fifty bucks for the book as well. So you're about a hundred bucks total in for it. And it runs for uh, for a couple of months. And just a reminder, if you miss a couple of classes, they do send out the recorded classes afterwards so you can catch up pretty easily. So check that out if you're looking for your ham radio license. And then uh, you can nerd out with uh, certain panelists, possibly myself. <laughs> uh, Jeff, I mean, you got a weather, the, weather blur. The background, the background doesn't give it away. No. no. Not at all. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so it's uh, it's certainly been an interesting, I'm going to say, six weeks, couple months, um, at least in my area. For the most part, winter's been non-existent. Um, we got one, you know, that kind of blizzard that a lot of people got. And outside yeah. of that, we really have not had anything. I There's grass in areas. Um, so, I, I mean, don't get me wrong, there are... There are spots in Canada that are cold and have been cold and have had their more or less normal winter, but uh, a considerable part of it has not. Um, is this the wave of the future with global warming? I, I, I can't say. I'm not saying global warming isn't a thing. It certainly is. Um, we'll just have to wait and see where it goes. Um, but for anybody who enjoys the outdoor sports and outdoor things in the winter um it's it's really been testing the local uh um cross-country ski places and open um some of this some of the actual ski resorts were limiting which runs were open they just didn't have enough snow on them um they they need minus three before they can start making snow so um it's certainly been interesting and the 14 day extended forecast isn't looking that great either so we'll we'll have to see what happens um down in the uh in the u.s especially the uh the western 
um, southwestern United States, specifically California area. Uh, that atmospheric river that I brought up at the last uh, podcast uh, certainly has been been there and it is continuing to be there. Um, it's been going on. I think they're on wave three right now and they're probably going to get a couple more waves. Um, for the first time in a very long time, there are no more extreme drought conditions within the state of California. There's still a lot of significant drought, but no more extreme drought. Um, up in the, uh, you know, we'll, we'll have to see down the road what that does for, you know, the, the reservoirs and that kind of stuff. Um, the heavy snow that's been hammering the Sierra Nevadas uh, bodes well for replenishing some of that area. They they provide Lake Mead, Lake Powell. Um, they're saying right now that they're, the snowpack is at 140% of mean average. And there's still, as I say, two or three more waves of this atmospheric river to come. So we'll have to see uh, what that means. Um, by no means will it return things to normal, but the hope is that it will stop the decline, uh, which would be a good thing. And um, we have to see where things go there. I've thrown a couple of uh, links in there for just some media notes if anybody wants to have a read of it. Um, but outside of that, it's we're at least in my area, we're waiting for winter. Hopefully it arrives yeah. soon. Here. <laughs> I know a lot of people don't, don't like it. I do um, mm -hmm. to each their own, but um, I know uh, talking to a couple of uh, farmers where we run our snowmobile trails through, they're panicking already because there's no snow. Mm -hmm. And they say, no. come spring, there's no snow to melt to get moisture yep. into the ground. We're, we're already starting way behind the eight ball, trying to get our crops in and, yep. and stuff like that. So it it's, it's more than just, you know, snow for us to go out and and have fun outside. It has a, a big bearing on food crops and stuff too. So, uh, imagine the price of lettuce next spring. Yeah, yeah. I don't want to think about that. No. That's but why you're gonna have. That? That's why everybody's gonna have their own garden in the spring. You got it. Thankfully, we thankfully we don't have to register it. Not yet. <laughs> Not yet. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. Yeah, I know. All right. How about we move in the deal of the week? I don't know who tossed this one in the notes, but if you want to run with it, Anybody? I think it was uh, Alan. I think, I, yeah, I think it was oh, 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 then he rage quit and left us hanging. <laughs> uh, so it had I'll, to I'll be Alan because it makes mention of a CO alarm in it. So well, I figured I somebody maybe just added that to you know stir yeah. the pot a little bit. But uh, so Princess Auto has a wood burning camp stove on uh, on sale, so it's uh, fifty bucks off at uh, Princess Auto. And uh, since Alan put this in, of course, he put his typical uh, safety warning in here in brackets of "Don't forget a battery powered CO alarm if you're burning wood inside the house." So, and we were all discussing prior to the episode about you know I have one because it was on sale year or so ago when I bought it and we haven't done it, but we're looking at how we can make a spot in that common area that if everything happens, this is where we're going to do it, uh, you know, vent it out properly and all that. So, you know, it'll be something to look into for anybody for yep. sure. I'm pretty sure they do sell extra 
uh, pipe lights. Oh, or you uh, can buy that pipe almost anywhere, right? Depending on the size. Like, yeah, you go in somewhere and say, I need more two inch pipe, three inch pipe, four inch pipe, whatever it comes with. And you can get that at pretty much anywhere. So I would nice be thing. careful where you go in and say that. Yeah. Like, oh, just, you know what? It's it, just tack it on your order with your propane tanks. It'll be aight. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, yep, yep, yep. <laughs> Anyone got any shout outs? All right. Uh, email inbox is dry. Uh, reviews for, uh, for the podcast as well dry this week. So uh, nothing there. So with that, I'll bring episode 190 of the Canadian Prepper podcast to an end. You can find the podcast on iTunes, Podbean, Spotify, or of course your favorite podcast app. Uh, please help us out. Submit a review. It does help other people find us. And we do be sure. Sorry, we do record these shows live on Facebook and YouTube. If you want an early peek at the shows, please subscribe to the YouTube channel, Canadian Prepper Podcast, and click the notifications tab. That gives you an alert when we're going live. Uh, you can contact me at feedback at prepperpodcast.ca, or I'm frequently on the Discord. And if anybody wants to reach out to uh, batbradcpp at gmail.com is a way to reach me. Um, you can find me off the wall customizing. I think we're on the tickety talk Instagrams, a whole bunch of stuff. Um, I'm not on it often, but I am on the Discord for the CPP. Or you can find me Monday nights where I talk about my critique of the government on the Canadian Patriot podcast on YouTube's on Monday nights. All right. If anybody wants to check in on Alan and make sure that uh, he's all right, I have texted him. He, uh, I think he's calmed down a little bit, but you can fire him an email at uh, Alan. That's Alan with one L at prepperpodcast.ca. Let him know what you think about his rage quit. Maybe uh, mention CO a few times for him or something, or just call him in if you want, you know, <laughs> uh, you can also, uh, Check out Rapid Survival at rapidsurvival.com. Get me there on the live chat, or you can flip me an email at feedback at prepperpodcast.ca. Uh, thanks for joining us. Until next time, be prepared, stay safe, and keep learning. Mm -hmm.